Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There's these two, I guess, relationship experts who are sharing some uh, rules for healthy arguments. And when I look back on uh, certainly my marriage, and, you know, we got married pretty young, so you're you're just dumb. You're, right. You know, you're just full of dumbness. <laughs> you're about three-quarters dumb, and then... And one of the great things with age comes wisdom and, and knowing how to steer your way through life a little better and knowing when to have an argument and when just to leave it well enough alone. Uh, let me ask this, too, because, uh, you know, Maria was from a, a more Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys live together before? No, no came right. right. See, right that's out. a big difference now, too, oh, yeah. in relationships is that, you know, many couples have... A very long test drive yep. before walking down the aisle. Yeah, we uh, I mean, we dated for five years. Even in that time, when uh, the odd time that I would crash at her place, uh, I would sleep on the couch. It wasn't like we were allowed to share no, a bedroom. Yeah. You know? yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even when we got married, I felt bad about sharing a bedroom <laughs> at her mother's house. I'll sleep on the couch again. It'll right. be fine. I don't yeah. want your mother knowing we're doing anything. Uh-huh. But, yeah, and I remember, you know, just flying off the top and... We lived at this little place up in uh, Caledon, our little house up there. It was only 800 square feet and a little loft bedroom upstairs. And, you know, we'd get into it, and I'd yell and scream, and I'm right, and you're wrong, and this is ridiculous, and I would storm off. That was always my routine, Mm. storm off. But one time in the dead of winter, I stormed off outside. (laughs) Now I'm standing there like an idiot. Okay. And then another time, another time I stormed off up up the stairs to the loft bedroom, and, and you'll never understand because I'm blah, 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 blah. And then I get up there, there's no TV, there's no nothing. She's got the bathroom, she's got the food, she's got the TV. So you learn. Right. You learn. And, and, and also, I, I was always very guilty uh, of even when I knew I was wrong, mm. I would keep digging that hole deeper. Yes, right. But that also came from doing this job because I had learned over the years, especially in a morning show routine, if it's you and another person and you get into some debate. Keep going. Even if you know you're dead wrong. <laughs> like, I think I told you this story when I did off the record that one time. That's right, yes. And it was just after a Toronto Maple Leaf, I think, Senators game, and there had been a bunch of fights. And uh, who was it? Rick, uh, who was it? Vive. Rick Vive. He's on. It turns out that he's one of the guests. And so the whole show is about hockey fights and if they're needed anymore. And I don't even remember what my stance was. I think it was that, yes, of course, it's entertaining. And, you know, hockey's kind of boring without the fights. And, of course, Vibe took the other side. And I just stood my ground. No, I think you probably would have taken the side that the hockey fights are not necessary. That culture no, of it. No, I, I think I know. Well, I think well, I think at the time I was looking at it from the entertainment standpoint, gotcha. and we love fights. Yeah, people love hockey fights, um, and and I think maybe he probably took the stance that the game doesn't need it because he had been in so many of them. I I don't know. Anyhow, we disagreed. Right. Well, of course, I'm whatever I think, I'm wrong. This yeah. is Rick Vive. Yeah, that's right. It's like me going and having an argument with a, a surgeon. Yeah. Oh, I think you're using the wrong scalpel there. Anyhow, but I've been told, hold your ground. Don't fold. Right. You know, and, and I, if I go back and I think I have it on VHS somewhere. If I go back and watch that, I just, I cringe. I cringe. <laughs> the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Closest you've been to the captain is Morgan. 
<laughs> Wasn't he like a, a 50 goal scorer a bunch oh, of yeah. times in a row, too? Uh, ah, whatever, quitter. Uh, anyhow, so things you can do in your personal life for healthy arguments. Okay. Uh, on the top of the list, be honest, not cruel. Gotcha. So don't be insulting. Yeah. No name calling or shaming. Your goal is to resolve things so you can move forward, not to win the fight. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably. That's that's a big one. Yeah. Never quit in the middle and storm out, which is what I always did. Right, right. Uh, they say it's okay to ask for like a 20-minute break, but uh, maybe to gather your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Always assume you both want the same thing to connect and improve your relationship. You know what? Sorry, just to go back to that, taking a break is probably not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle, uh, I mean, unless it's a break to to gather weapons, <laughs> to call in the backup, right? But it, because, as you as you said, when you get going in it and you just start trying to win the argument yeah. instead of you don't even know what you're arguing about anymore, right? And all of a sudden, if you know things that you've been harboring start to come up and you you're just spinning down this uh, cycle yeah. and it's a snowball that's uh, eventually going to hit something it and is it is strange that sometimes you go through life and everything's kind of on a nice smooth path right and then all of a sudden it's like a bump in the road right and you're just at each other yeah yeah i but taking that little break mm-hmm. because in that time couple of minutes you could say yeah, you know what, she's probably right. <laughs> and come back and maybe just talk it through. Yeah. Because it reaches a point where everyone's yelling and it just doesn't get anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, it's healthy for children to see their parents in in a healthy fight. Uh, you know, everybody has them. Yeah. <laughs> Heated debate. Right. Um, take the stance, it's you, uh, it's you and me against the problem, not you against me. And that, you know, I've seen that in other couples. Uh, and I've tried to keep that in my head. It's you know, it's Marie and I against the world. Whereas uh, so many other couples, it's just they they just they they go out of their way to antagonize each other. You know, right. to get under each other's skin. Uh, try to use I feel statements instead of blaming each other. Gotcha. And state positive needs like I need to feel closer to you as opposed to you need to stop being an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add a couple uh, to that. I think, um, you know, the, the one thing you you really need to do is clarify before when you're starting some of these conversations mm-hmm. that you are just venting. Yeah. And if you're if you're venting or if you would like your problem solved, mm-hmm. because I am guilty definitely of trying to solve problems all the time, and that's no. uh, and that's not necessarily what's needed, and tends to just be more insulting yeah you know i listen i i uh, i look at my life uh, and i think wow all these years with maria and you know for the very most part of it it's been excellent and i i wouldn't change anything but then there are times that i think you know really we're all in these marriages again just out of like institutions right and religion has forced the you got to be monogamous with one person in your life and get married and have children i i there's a lot of debate and i've read a lot of things and a lot of smart people We'll say, you know, we're not, as humans, we're not really built to be monogamous. That's right. why it takes a lot of effort to keep a marriage together. That's why 50% of them fail. We're really built to make babies. We like to hump. <laughs> yeah. We like to hump and move on. <laughs> but we've, we've been, you know, 
uh, taught that this is the way you're supposed to do things. The other thing I'll say to an argument, too, is um, it like like fighters, mm. they fight in the ring. Mm. But once they're out of the ring, you don't see them fighting because they're not getting paid to do so. Right. right. So things that happen in your argument should stay in the argument. And, and realize that, all right, I might be spouting off here, mm. but uh, but much like, you know, don't let it linger and come back to haunt later on. Well, you said <laughs> this and that, and you yeah. called me, a, is this a, that must be how you really feel. Like, nah, we were just arguing at that well, point. And that's how sometimes things just blow up out of nowhere. Right. Again, over the salt and pepper. Yeah. I just asked you for the pepper. <laughs> now we're throwing plates around. We did something last night as a family for the first time. We actually all met at uh, my oldest son, uh, his place in Pickering with his girlfriend. Our youngest came up from his place downtown. We had a lovely little family dinner. Oh. That I didn't have to cook. <laughs> or pay for. Or pay for. Wow. I showed up with the wine. We all sat around like adults, had conversation, some giggles. Everybody went their way. It's lovely when your kids are of that age. No kidding. You're about 15 years away. Oh, my goodness. Well, if you think about it, <laughs> yeah, Evan's I know. 14 and my I know. almost 30. Yeah, but it seems like it's been a long time already, and now i got to <laughs> double it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, no, it was very nice. That's a, that's a milestone kind of moment. It is. And then we see each other all again on Sunday at some other family event. Again, all i got to do is show up with some booze. Yeah. It's getting older is great. <laughs> I mean, I know there's things down the road that aren't going to be so great. Right. But right now, in this little window of time. <laughs> so now that your nest is empty, do you go and uh, and look at their nests and, and you feign approval? or? Their nest was actually pretty organized and clean. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, they knew we were, they were having company, so they probably did the scurry around and clean up. It's a pretty cool condo they're in, actually. They're finally finishing everything. Of course, they're uh, they're uh, a tad concerned because they figure what's going to happen at the end of their one-year lease is that the landlord is just going to up it because then the building's officially finished and all gotcha. that. So the gym is in, the pool is open. They're building a just a beautiful party room that you can book all on the seventh floor overlooking uh, the uh, the nuclear plant. It's a lovely view. Um, <laughs> Seems like a party. Yeah. Well, when we have to host Thanksgiving this year, and, you know, there's like 20 of us, and our place is a little tight. We can mm. squeeze everybody in the living room. And I said to uh, I said to Daniel and uh, Ariel, well, if this is available over Thanksgiving, we should just throw the party here. Right. Big party room in their condo. Yeah, I'd imagine those get quite... Uh booked up you would think but what we could also do probably is just say hey we're going to do it the weekend after right you know anyhow we'll see but that's yes nice little moment in time and i had also suggested that hey pickering is kind of the perfect spot because it's easy for david to get up on the go train right yeah it's easy for us to get there they don't have to haul it out to oshawa i said you know what we should do some kind of maybe every couple of weeks or something gather together for a meal and we can do it some we don't have to always just eat at their place we can go you know roam around pickering Mm mm-hmm then I don't ever have to have anybody at my house. So it was somewhat tidy. Yeah. Because I've noticed a trend with young adults that I've come across mm. where they are absolute pigs. Well, I will say it's, I think it's my son a little more. Okay. I, I like his girlfriend very, very much. She's been around forever. Bit of a hoarder. Right, right. Bit I, of a and, hoarder. I, and I would say the, the couple of instances I've come across have been young women Yeah. Uh, who, who have been. And, and I don't know, uh, perhaps there's an unfair expectation 
that that the young ladies be mm-hmm. cleaner or more tidy than young men. Maybe it's a you know there's a sense still that old school it's more excused guys are are pigs. are pigs right right. But uh, it's it's gotten to a level where it was really shocking. <laughs> like we stayed over at some friends' place and they have you know a, a young daughter who's you know I think early twenties. Uh, and uh, and my goodness, just the level of and it wasn't just clutter, like it was flat out mess. Yeah, but <laughs> it was embarrassingly so. I um, both of my boys are um, kind of neat freaks. They're like me in that way. I do really like stuff in its place. And I uh, like when Maria was my house spot. Like it was mm. nothing on nothing stacked up anywhere. Everything had been put away. Right. Of course, it's a it's a cyclone now. Yeah, and I see it. <laughs> of course, when she comes back, yeah. <laughs> everything's everywhere. Once is again. the luggage still strewn about? Uh, it's in the well. Luckily, with the spare bedroom, it's all kind of laid out on the bed. There right. She sorts through it. Yeah. With my boys, I see the start of of their slothiness mm. in terms of just you know go down. They've kind of taken over the basement. Yeah. And I'll just see garbage uh, everywhere, and I think you know you. Can put a wrapper away when you're done with right. it. Right. Well, the trick is making them do it. Right? Yes. And well, that's and it. that's the tough thing because it's so easy just to pick the wrapper up yourself and throw it out. And I and I'm good at going in and reading the riot act every right. now and then. I just perhaps I've done it too much. It seems like it's uh, it's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Well, that 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 happens. Look at and, and it's you know it isn't just girls. My youngest who has a roommate. Um, his buddy's a bit of a slob. We'll leave, you know, a lot of dishes in the sink. Won't right. stuff out. And yes. David had a cast iron uh, pan that uh, his buddy basically ruined. So he's got to have a little sit down with him because it's driving him crazy. Right. And, you know, when you're paying more than like half of your salary for rent, <laughs> you'd like to be able to at least like sit on the couch without having to sit on a bunch of somebody's old clothes. Yeah, we went through that, I remember, at university because we had five dudes living in the house at one mm. point and uh, we were all renting together. And one of them, I think, had gone away for the weekend and left his dishes. Mm. And they ended up in a garbage bag on his bed when he yeah. got back. Yeah. Got to send a message. Yeah. So, anyhow, this is good. I'm actually in a nice little spot. I I um I remember thinking this, you know, every now and then it's good to do this. I remember we were in Windsor uh, at one point, and I liked it there because really all family was removed from the equation. You know, they were all back up here, so I didn't have to deal with the drama of all of them. Right. Uh, and I remember um, standing there at one moment beside uh, beside the pool and thinking, you know, life is good right now. The kids were in a at a point where they were getting along and life was good and Marie and I were shockingly getting along and I thought, okay, remember this. This ain't going to last. <laughs> and it didn't. And I got to remember this. All right. Because it's nice right now. And it ain't going to last. Your pal is Craig and Lucky in the news this morning. The story that uh, many of us, if we had to take a Canadian citizenship test, uh, many of us would fail. And, right. And I sense I'm probably in that camp. So Lucky uh, looked up some of the questions that are asked in your citizenship test. You've got nine of them. You know the answers. You have them in front of you. So before we do this, mm-hmm. honestly, if you were taking the test, out of those nine, how many would you have known? I'd say maybe four or five. Really? Yeah. That hard, eh? Uh, it, it, they, they range in everything from they went uh, history, geography, uh, people. Okay. Um, 
and and uh, and with that, uh, the actual citizenship test that uh, people coming to this country have to pass is 20 questions, okay. and you need to get 15 of them right, right? So that's not easy to do. You need to study. Yeah, I remember bit. my um, mother-in-law going through it. We helped her right? uh, through the studying process. And as much as we love to laugh at Americans and how little they know about Canada, mm-hmm. we probably know more about the U.S. than we, we cer- do about our own country we certainly do. at times. So the Leger poll that was done took uh, 10 questions. Oh, this. So I, I couldn't find the 10th one. Well, actually, I think the 10th one was as easy as, are you a proud Canadian? Oh, really? And only 81% of people said yes to that, so I don't know. My answer to all of them will be Pamela Anderson. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, are you oh, yeah. ready? Oh, yeah, let's see. Okay, you say you can get four or five. Let's see how I would do Right. Number one, who is John Buchan? John Buchan. Yeah. He was uh, he was a linebacker for the uh, BC Lions. No, he was a uh, popular governor general. Oh, all right, so all right, all for one. Yeah. Who established the first European settlements in Canada? Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him play. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, he uh, wait. He was American. Hold yeah, on. Right. Uh, no, I have no idea. Uh, it's the French. Any of them. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that makes sense, I guess. I wonder what I think I would have had right. If, yeah, if I thought about it. Right. All right. Whose portrait is on the Canadian $10 bill? Wasn't it always... Oh, the Queen's on the 20, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it, uh, is it our first Prime Minister? Is it McDonald? No. Hmm. It was changed recently, more recently, actually, with the new $10 bill. Oh, is it Terry Fox? No, he's not on a bill, but there's many who say he should be. Uh, Getty Lee. Viola Desmond, because Uh, I could let you go through all 35 million Canadians currently and you wouldn't get it. Yes, you'd have a better shot with Pamela Anderson. And Viola does. Members of BTO. Okay, let's let's get you some some easier ones. Okay. Uh, in terms of true or false, or I'll give you some multiple choice. All right. Um, true or false? The House of Commons recognized in 2006 that the Quebecois form a nation within a united Canada. Well, what was the name of the? There was the the fights constantly going on, and then there was the voting on it, and it was close at one point, and there was a name of it. Quebec wanted to separate, and I don't even remember the name of it. But I'm going to say, if it's a true or false, yeah. I'm going to say it's true. It is true. Because they're always trying to make Quebec feel good about themselves. Yes. yes. And it's actually, when you drive past Quebec City, you'll see signs that say nation's capital. Like, oh. end point that way. Oh, really? And it, <laughs> I've always kind of found that funny. But it's because Quebec is their own nation. Now, what was the name of that? Was it a treaty? Or was it they, they, we had a name for that battle that was going on back in the, was it the 80s? Right. Uh, no. I think that was only when they actually did the. Um, it was a name we had for it. Anyhow, yeah, I guess yeah, it was on the spot. Really uh, true or false? The Constitutional Act granted legislative assemblies elected by the people. Oh, it's got to be true. Yes, of yeah. course. All right. right, I got two right. All right, you got two right. In what year did English settlement begin in Canada? 1610, 1710, or 1810? Uh, 12. I'm going to say 1710. It was actually 1610. Oh, damn. All right, so you've got what? One, or are you two, two. now? I got two. two. All right. So the two truths. Two out of the only nine that I have okay. in what would be your citizenship test. All right. Uh, 
What was Marjorie Turner Bailey famous for? Many of us now, right, thinking, I didn't know she was famous. Marjorie Taylor Bailey. Turner Bailey. Turner Bailey. Oh, for the Irish cream. No, but most people are probably thinking, you probably know more about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, well, that's what I first thought. Than Marjorie Turner Bailey. She was an Olympian and a descendant of black loyalists. Okay. All right. Uh, A couple more. All right. Yeah. What are the three main groups of indigenous peoples in the country? Oh, my son will kill me for not knowing this because right. of living in uh, the is it the, the Mississaugan? I can't. I won't even get a Sam right. But the Mississauga Nation, uh, and there's the the one right here that, that we always say the thank you to that the up uh, on Lake Skuga, the Skugog part of it. No. Okay. You're thinking Ontario, really. But in terms of the country itself, First Nations is one. The First Nations peoples. There's the Métis people and the Inuit people. Yes, of course. I'm sorry, Daniel. Right. Sorry, David. All right. Not even knowing that. (laughs) And finally, uh, let's do what would be your citizenship test. And most people now have failed. What is Canada's motto? And I don't know if they gave you choices here, but I will give you three choices. All right, give me three choices. Canada's motto, from sea to sea, true north, strong, and free, or the maple leaf forever. It's between maple leaf forever and true north, strong, and free. I'm going to go true north, strong, and free. Completely wrong. From oh. sea to sea is Canada's motto. I thought it was my heart will go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Summer of 69. I'll write you when they uh, get back to where I came from. It's good we have rock listeners who were there to help us out. I was asking what was the name of the battle between Quebec and the rest of the country in right. regards to separating, and we couldn't remember the name, and three or four people came through for us. The referendum. That's right. There you go. Everybody wins a prize. You remember people partying in the streets? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, well, there was the... Uh, I think it was I, like 5149. It was really close. It was close. really close, yeah. Yeah, we, well, we were upset, too, because how were we going to get our cheap beer? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, uh, it's, it's not simple. And for anybody who does pass that test, congratulations. You studied hard for it, and you deserve it. You fought to get here, and uh, you should very much be welcomed in and... For many of us, we should probably be sent packing because we do not appreciate what the hell we have. (laughs) Somebody uh, went to a uh, pink concert recently in Hyde Park in London and decided a good idea would be to uh, throw a sealed plastic baggie full of their mom's ashes. Wow. Tossed them on stage. Did they... I have so many questions. Did they have a note on it? Like like, a plastic baggie of powder? I don't know. I mean, Pink picked the bag up and said, uh, looked at it for a second and said, wait, is this your mom? I don't know how I feel about this. And then she bent down and gently placed them out of the way in front of a speaker and continued on with her song. Yeah. Like, you'd, you'd think with all the, the, the powdered substance thing, security would have gone mm-hmm. nuts, mm-hmm. one. Uh, or was it something illicit, two? Or, you know, did they have a note saying their know. deceased name? Well, that's crazy. Well, yeah, for her just to guess what it was seems a little odd. So maybe there was a name on the baggie. But I've decided I'm going to do something similar with my dad's ashes. I'm going to the brass rail. I'm going to toss it on the stage there. <laughs> this is Mercedes or Porsche is dancing. Bobby would appreciate right. that. 
Ryan Seacrest has a new gig. He's the next Wheel of Fortune host once uh, Pat Sajak retires after the 2023-24 season. Was he starving for a gig, Seacrest? He something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. tough getting by. He's already got like 12 other jobs. He needed this one. I so. just, I'm surprised they announced it so early. I mean, Sajak's there for another season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and and Ryan Seacrest is an interesting uh, pick. I mean, I don't know how many other names were up for the gig. I saw somebody talking about how they thought Whoopi Goldberg would have been a good host. and But I think what they're trying to do by bringing Ryan in, even though he's no spring chicken, but because he's associated with a lot of youthful shows, they're probably trying to bring down the age of the demo who's watching it. Right. And they're hoping he might bring in some younger viewers because I sense... You know, that show's on right there in the wheelhouse of dinner time at the Senior Center. And I think you know, a lot of their viewers are in the retiree age and beyond. Mm. And that's not good for network television. Uh, but he's very happy to have the gigs. He says one of the first jobs that he ever had was hosting a little game show called Click that Merv Griffin produced 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah, Merv also produced Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. So yeah. funny that, uh, that Ryan's got that gig. Uh, Nicholas Cage, such an interesting dude on so many levels. Now, a lot of his films have been just complete tripe. There was one that was on um, <laughs> Netflix a little while back where he was kind of playing himself as an action hero. Right, yes. That was, it was kind of good. Uh, and he, he's been known to do some very strange and odd things over the, uh, over the years. You forget, like, for example, that he was married to Lisa Marie Presley at, yeah. at one point. And that his real last name is Coppola, isn't it? Yeah, his name is Francis Ford's nephew. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's a great story where uh, Minnie Driver shares this. She says, I was on a plane with N.C. and his son, and a seat had been purchased for his son's imaginary friend. (laughs) Why wouldn't you just fly uh, fly private? (laughs) Well, I mean, if you can get the seat beside you, I guess if you can pay for it, go ahead. Now, we don't know which son it was. He's now, uh, he's got two boys. One's 32 and one's 17. I would assume this imaginary friend was from when they were young. Right. If your 32-year-old has an imaginary friend, it's time to buy a section on a couch (laughs) at a therapist's office. And Elon Musk's dad is worried about his son looking like a fool in this fight against Mark Zuckerberg. His mother has already made it clear she doesn't want him in this fight. And the dad says, look, if Elon beats the guy, Elon will be called a bully because he's so much heavier and taller. Well, if he loses, he's going to be humiliated. It would be a total no-win situation for Elon. And I would assume if they're going to make a bunch of money off of this, they should probably give it all up to charity. It's not Mm. like they need the dough. Yeah, that's right. They're both struggling. (laughs) Go fund me. Yeah, struggling entrepreneurs there. I I have a feeling like, like many of the main events of this type, I'm thinking back to, you know, was it Michael Johnson against Donovan Bailey in, right. in the run that they did at, at the Dome, or um, you know, uh, other events that they've done to, to hype things up like this to this level. Very rarely do they succeed or become as interesting as the hype actually is. They usually fall pretty flat. It's like uh, the Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson right. golf off the match. And who swam against the shark? Uh, Michael Phelps. Right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Two hours in. I mean, I don't know if we really expected them to put him in a tank with yeah. a great white shark and say, go at it. <laughs> I was hoping the shark would eat him. That's right. That would have been a good ending. 
people were discussing controversial things that people only pretend to hate, especially when they're on in social media. Things like pumpkin spice. Well, we can both declare we do. Yeah. Hate might be a strong word. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Just no interest in the pumpkin spice. I think it's the uh, the the fanaticism of it that probably drives me a little more crazy. It's like the Tim Hortons thing. I mean, I'm fine with Tim Hortons. Mm. I just can't stand all the people who will only ever have Tim Hortons when there's four other coffee shops on the street. You were like that with the many things that are considered viral or popular. Yeah. Where you, you, fads, you don't like jumping in on things like I that. I don't know. And I and I think, you know, it happened. I remember a lot when my uh, youngest was playing hockey because there'd always be some hockey mom going on a Timmy's run. Who wants a Timmy's? I say I want a country style donut, right. and they'd look at me like I had just farted beside them. Yeah, I, and I—I I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't uh, be close to explaining or or understanding what the brand loyalty mm. is to it. Like to me, coffee is coffee when I have it; it's no. fine. I mean, I'd prefer if I do have a coffee, it'd be like a diner, right? Coffee, anyhow. But it's interesting because I don't—I don't see many people complaining so much about that. But, you know, if you bring them the wrong fast food coffee, they will spit it out in front of you. It's it's very, very strange. Yeah. Or just the people who have to have coffee. Like, my day can't start. That's what stopped me from having from being a coffee drinker. Yeah. Then my mom was like that. She oh, was, really? I remember her growing up, like, don't talk to me before my first cup of coffee so kind of thing. weird. You know, that reliance as she wakes up is to have that coffee. I'm like, man, I don't. As much as I, I love the taste of, like, mocha mm. or coffee-flavored things, um, I'll, yeah, I won't turn down a coffee crisp anytime soon. <laughs> Although I'm the same way with wine in the evening. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've had my first, my first liter of wine. Right. But you're not brand-specific. <laughs> no, I'll drink anything that's going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think anybody being fanatical about anything, you know, like... Yeah, that's what I mean. You're yeah, annoyed like by any of those somebody things. Somebody who takes up like a sport like golf or whatever and then just can't stop playing or talking about it. Right. I had this fight with Maria and some friends when we'd go on like a golf weekend and they'd want to do like 36 holes mm -hmm. or more. And I would just say, it's enough already. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, <laughs> can't we go there on the Friday, play like 18 Friday afternoon, 18 Saturday afternoon, and go home Sunday. That seems like a reasonable trip. Yeah, seems reasonable to me. No, no, you got to have one Friday afternoon, 36 holes on Saturday. Right. It's enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I, vacation I, at that point. No, and I, I, I'd have a little bottle of Crown Royal, and I would uh, at some point just sit in the cart. I'd say, I'm done. You yeah. play. I've had enough. Um, people hating on Nickelback or Creed. Right, yes. These are things that we pretend to hate. Although, I will say, I got really annoyed by Nickelback this week. Oh, yeah? Because they had their, like, plaque, uh, Canadian Hall of Fame plaque ceremony in Calgary. Mm. Uh, and it was, like, the band was going to put their plaque at the Canadian Music Monument, whatever the hell was there. Um, I didn't really pay attention. I only paid attention to this part. And it was that uh, they would have a media availability uh, for questions mm. that fans could stream in to watch for a fee. I thought, Nickelback's been pretty successful 
throughout their career. Still a little sparse over the last decade or uh, yes. so. They're going out on tour, though, yeah. and and will be doing okay again quite soon. Mm. The fact that, like, you know, to watch you answer questions, <laughs> you have to pay a fee for this? I wonder who did, and how much did they make? Like 80 bucks. <laughs> Split it up amongst the uh, four or five guys in the band. Uh, other things we hate or pretend to hate. The word moist. Right? Yes. That was a real pandemic. I, I mean, people claim they didn't like it before, but it wasn't really used until Trudeau said moist speaking. Speaking uh, moistly. That's right. Emojis. Right. Apple or Google. Uh-huh. You hate one or the other. So whatever camp you're in. You don't hate it. You just don't understand it. Yeah. Well, Apple is a cult. Right. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Pineapple on pizza. Oh, that's always been the big divide. Yes. Air fryers? People, uh... Well, again, it's a craze, right? Right. Everyone was jumping on it, and and, and we were one that were slow to it, and then finally, you know, got one and mm. can't imagine life without it now. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. They're so good. I don't know. A stove and a pot seems to work pretty good. It, it'll work. Yeah. But this is... What are you doing in the air fryer that's so amazing? Uh, it needs to be fried, which is for us a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Downer on line three. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.